Hello everyone! Welcome along to To Have and To Roll. Uh, today we are not doing our Land of Vampires that ended um, a couple of weeks ago. Today we are doing a brand new adventure and... Uh, well, I'm Oliver. I will be your player today for our one-on-one D&D game. Uh, with me is my uh, storyteller and dungeon master, Robin! Hey Robin! Do we do we have a do we have a a few announcements at all this week? Fridays for Oliver's gaming stream, and recently, whenever Oliver feels like gaming so we've been on all recently i think so yeah um as well as catching us here we are also available on all other forms of social media um all the information is in the about section here on our twitch page it has recently been updated to include everything and we also have a growing discord community which we would love for you all to come and be part of Thank you very much, Robin. I apologise you were muted at the start of that uh, announcements, but you got most of the information across, so it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. My starts are always pretty shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a while to get into it. So uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what's happening because I'm the player. So I'll let you. Uh, oh no! I need I'll, to do this part. Yeah, I'll, pa I'll pass it. I'll pass it off to you then. Of course. Well. Today we start in the town of Riverfrost. Riverfrost is a town split into three different aesthetics. A thriving farming community, which is bordered by the nearby woodland area. A beautiful docklands community, which is filled with taverns and guest houses and lots of active nightlife. And also the main headquarters for the Rangers of the Frost, which is the adventuring group that covers the lands in this area. Today, our adventurer will be traveling into Riverfrost via land. The first thing that you will do is you'll be traveling through the woodland south of Riverfrost. You've been traveling for a time now, most likely feeling rather, rather tired as you enter into the farming area of Riverfrost. It is roughly midday at the minute. So as you leave the woods, you're surrounded by many people out tending to their crops, looking after their livestock, and there is a buzz in the air. A buzz that you've not experienced in quite a while. Rex, would you like to describe yourself? Okay, Rex is a human male uh, in his he'll be in his like uh he has the look of someone in his kind of mid to late 40s um he has a good uh bit of kind of scruffy uh brownish almost reddish uh beard and kind of a little bit unkempt hair like bedhead style thing he 
uh, has on a very old-looking trench coat um, that has many pockets that seem to have either been kind of ripped off um, or they're kind of half hanging on. Um, he also is carrying a, a what looks like a, a quarter staff that he seems to be using as a, a walking stick. Um, he doesn't really have that much of a noticeable limp, but he looks that kind of tired and uh, worn that you might think he, he might need to lean on it a little bit. Um, he also carries a very, uh, very basic um, looking wooden shield as well over his shoulder, um, which is uh, strapped underneath his travel backpack. And that's Rex. Excellent. Well, Rex, as you start to walk through the farming community, using your staff as a bit of an aid, you see many people out going by their day. This is somewhere that you do recognize. You've been here before. And as you have previously done work along with the Rangers of the Frost, you will know exactly where they are stationed currently. The world is yours. Where do you wish to head first? I'll I'll uh, kind of look at the is what's what's the entrance like to River Frost? Is it is it does it just like go from farms and that into the city, or is there a is there a obvious main gate into the inner part of the city? Yes, um, as you leave the woodland area and you're in the farming area, you will see ahead of you a stone bridge. You know the stone bridge takes you straight to the capital, which is known as the Elven Quarter. The bridge has two guards standing either side of it, but they don't seem to be stopping anyone as people freely travel over the bridge. Okay. I will, Rex will get out his, from one of his pockets, um, from inside his trench coat, he will bring out a little uh, talisman um, that has a uh, dragon, uh, uh, like a dragon in a circular form um, put on it, and he'll take a deep breath and walk into the, walk into the city. Um, the first thing I'd like to do is uh, maybe go straight for the tavern for somewhere to stay. Ah, yes, of course. So would um, I know where, where best to go? Yes. Being here before, you will know all too well. There, there are many taverns within the area. You know that they are all situated over in the Docklands. So... If you wish, you can head over towards the docks. Um, to get to the docks, you simply need to go over the bridge adjacent to the one that would take you to the Elven Quarter. There, you can head over and you can make your way towards the taverns. Um, would you like to head there just now? Yeah, I would. Yeah, so, I would so. probably make a bit. What, what if I had been here before in my past life? Um, would I know which one would be the one that would bring the least attention? Ah, okay. 
So there are a couple of taverns and inns within the area. You have your more popular ones. Um, the main one that everybody would go to is the Clam and Pearl. The Clam and Pearl, you know, is popular mainly because it's so large. It used to be a large three-masted ship that has been converted into a tavern. You know that this tavern has many rooms available, um, but there it does tend to attract a lot of people. If you're looking for somewhere more quiet, there are a couple of small inns within the dock area that you can have a wander towards. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of midday, isn't it? So yeah. Um, I will, you know what I would like to do then? I would like to, yeah, I would like to go find one of the more quieter ones. And yeah. uh, if I know of, if I know of one, um, I want to try and avoid um, asking directions. Got it. Okay. I'll go to one so, that I know. That's fine. So if you want to go to your more sort of quieter ones, you will know that the Flying Fish was always a quieter tavern mainly because it didn't have quite as much activity as your larger taverns within the nightlife. So you can head over there. Heading over to... Um, sorry, here we go. So as you leave the farming area, you head across the bridge over towards the main fishing area. The streets are cobbled, but very clean. You notice that the place has been kept very, very well kept, basically. The cobbled streets are free from any falling leaves, although the time of year, usually you would see a lot of foliage around. As you head down the roads, the familiar feeling of salt air filling your lungs hits you. Around you see many people out within the market area selling their wares. You may you may want to hide your face slightly as you're walking past them all, knowing that this is the more direct route to the inn that you want to go to. Yeah. You pass a familiar magic item shop that you once visited. And you may also be filled with memories of a more happier time when you were here before with a former friend. But you can make your way quite easily to the Flying Fish. As you reach the tavern, the Flying Fish, it's quite a quaint little, little place, a wooden fish. You can be seen carved onto a sign outside the door. As you go to push the door open, do you head inside? Yeah, yeah, I'll just head in. Excellent, you can push the door open and you can head inside. The tavern is quiet. It is midday, but it is very, very quiet within the tavern. You have see been, a couple. Have I been in here before? You have been in here before, yes. Okay, so I'll know what's, I'll know what's good. Um, I'll head over to the, I'll head over to the bar. 
if there's a bar, I'm assuming. Yes. So as you head in, you can you can head straight up to the bar. There's a couple of patrons sitting in the corner having a drink. It's very quiet. And there's one man standing behind the bar cleaning off a glass. Do I recognize him? History check? History check? Question History mark? check. <laughs> There's a 15. 15. Yes, you certainly do know him. Also, it's quite cool because I can get the sound effects from the D&D uh, Beyond, so all the audio listeners I thought I just to... heard that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. You'll actually be able to hear me roll it on D&D Beyond. <laughs> Oh, that's really it's cool. The new, it's the new treasure set. They're really awesome. Nice. As you head in then, you can head up and you see the, the man behind the bar. See him as a human man and you know him as Tagfar. You will remember Tagfar. Mainly from wandering in this tavern many years ago. I'll give him a little nod. Hey, can I get a whiskey and a room if you have one? He puts his glass down, heads over to you. <clears throat> I recognize you. Aren't you that? I know who you are. Rex, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's Rex. Not seen you in, um, in a long time. No, no, it's been, it's been too long. It has. How long has it been? He's, 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 he's saying this as he's pouring you your, your whiskey. Um, he seems to grab the whiskey that you previously have ordered. He clearly has a good memory for people's orders. Feels like a lifetime. Well, here's a whiskey for you. He hands it over to you. I do have some rooms. Let me just see and I'll get you see what I've got. I have a twin room available and a single room. What would what can I get for you? Are they both on the are they on the ground floor? Yes, both on the ground floor. Yeah. Just, as long as they both have windows, just either. Uh single. Single is a bit quieter. It's uh, towards the back. I'll um, put some money down for the whiskey. No. He slides the money back to you. I remember... I remember when you were here before and to see you here without Tharaval we all feel the pain this is on us thank you he sort of gives you a nod and I'll I'll put another I'll put another goal down and be like just push it forward for the room at least. Of course, 
So, what brings you back to River Frost after all this time? I would like to say unfinished business, but I don't like using the term business these days. So you're not still, um, not still out working and... No, you don't have you to. You were... You don't have to, uh... You don't have to keep your eyes peeled for me. I'm not in that business anymore. Just checking. Well, if there's anything I can do for you, you just let me know. It's fine. I might get a, an early night. I've got a few people to see in the morning. Of course. Well... If you want some lunch or anything, you just say. If you want dinner bought up later, I can get the cook right on it. Yeah, I'd like that. Uh, do you mind if I go to the room now? Of course not. And he um he gets you out a, a key. It's <laughs> pretty sort of old-looking key with a piece of um, rope attached to it, and he'll hand that over to you, and he'll point point to the back. You'll remember where the rooms are in here. Thanks. I take the key. I'll head up. I'll head up to the room. I know it's. I know it's like still midday. Uh, I'll head to the room, um, and I want to just. I want to just like look out the window, and I want to just get a general sense of what uh, what what things are like in the city. Of course. Um, why don't you do me a perception check? It was a five. <laughs> okay. Looking around, um, yeah, it looks pretty similar to what it what it looks like before. Um you don't really recognize anyone looking out the window. You see people just um tending to their day, really. Um, because you're in that sort of um quieter room at the back, you don't really have much of a view either here. Um, the only thing you will notice, you'll notice a couple of unusual looking plants, even with that low perception, you will, you will notice them and you will remember that you did not see anything like these before. They are, um, almost fluorescent looking color as if they were lit up, even though it's the middle of the day. It will definitely strike as a bit odd. Have I seen them anywhere else in my travels? Um, do me a... A nature or a history check. Looks bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a one. Um, no. No, you've not... <laughs> Not to your, your memory, although at this point you have been traveling quite a while. You're a bit tired. No, you don't think you've seen these before. Okay. I'll I'll stay up here for for a time. I'll sit down and I'll do some uh kind of personal reflection and I, I wanna kinda of wait until there's a bit more hustle and bustle in the in the bar and then I'll go out and grab something to eat. 
um, in the dining room. Of course. Um, so as you are there, possibly reminded of a time that feels like a long, a long, long time ago, maybe remembering when you were here before with different friends and possibly looking at the emblem that you held to yourself as you walked into the town. The hours start to tick by and the noise starts to, noise level starts to raise a bit outside. You know that this town is visited by all sorts from all different areas. You will remember that many of the taverns and establishments in the area attract performers, they attract um, people wanting to come and show off and to meet new people. There's always a steady flow of new faces in the area. So as it starts to get a bit noisier, you will hear in the actual tavern that you're in, in the Flying Fish, you hear the sound of chairs getting pulled out, of people chatting, singing, moving around, getting drinks and so on. I'll head. I'll I'll spend the night just. I'll what I'll probably do is have a few drinks, and when I hear, I, I can't help but try and listen in to people's conversations. And then when I realise that I, what I'm doing, I'm just going to retire early for the night, and I'm going to aim to get up early. Okay. Would you like to try to so listen to some of the conversations while you're there? Yes. I feel like I feel like that's what I would normally would do, but I okay. want to do it like reluctantly, basically. And yeah, I, if if I fit, catch myself doing it, then I'm like, oh, this is this is the old me sitting and okay. gathering um, information. Tell you what, then, with Rex's background and everything like that, the fact that that is what he would sort of automatically do, but you're trying not to do it. Why don't you do a perception check with disadvantage and see if um, any bits of information do slip through the cracks. There's a five. Okay. So as you're sitting there at the bar, you will notice that many people are having these conversations around you. Every so often you start to do that thing that you would once have done to gather information. You go quiet and you listen, and then you keep catching yourself to try and stop yourself from taking any of the information. A few bits that do seem to slip in is that you notice people speaking about someone. The name Arlo, Arlo the wizard keeps coming into conversation. Is that a name I recognize? Um, do me a, I'm going to ask you as a DM here because I don't know, I keep seeing history. Would that be a history check? Um, yeah, if, if you, if it's, it all depends on how, uh, if it's, if it's a name that you think that would have been mentioned or whether you think it was a, something that, um, I would know it could be intelligence, could be history. But if, yeah, if, I, if I've just something to remember, then you could do a history. Or if it's a historical figure, then it would be a history Maybe, check. no, let's do a, let's just do an, an intelligence check for this one. Okay. 
It's a six. Six. No, no. You have never heard. You've never heard of this name before. Um, you do not know of any wizard named Arlo. The name is mentioned a couple of times. And you catch two sentences, just two quick little sentences before you stop yourself from listening any further. You hear uh, an older woman sitting there with her friend. Well, Arlo and I, we go way back. I remember talking to him when the dogs didn't even have a market. And that sort of trails out. You hear another woman walking past you. Well, the glowing plants make everything much brighter in the evening. Don't you think that Arlo never ceases to amaze me? And this point, like you said, you stop yourself from listening any further. Did you want to head straight back to your room now? Yeah, I'll just go straight yes. back to bed. As you stand up and start to head to your room, Tugfer will sort of catch your eye and nod. He knows you and he will not make any scene as you are trying to quietly head back to your room to retire for the evening. You head to your room. You can lock the door behind you and you're there with your thoughts. Is there anything else you want to do before? No, I'm going to try and get some rest and be up early. Nice. Of course. Well, you certainly can. Um, although there's a lot of noise and hustle bustle going around in the area, you, you've had a long, a lot of traveling. You are tired and sleep hits you pretty, pretty quickly. The evening passes. And early in the morning, you can rise. It's still, still slightly dark outside. The sun's only just starting to rise. You can get up and you can head out if you wish. Yeah, I slept in my clothes and everything else I had on me. Um, it's a habit hard to shake, so I will... Uh, I will get up and I will head straight for the Rangers of the Frost headquarters. Of course. So, yes. What? Uh, how busy is it? And also, if it's is is the sun up yet? As you um, as you head out, the sun isn't quite up yet, but that beautiful glow is starting to to raise in front of you. It's quiet, but it is a fishing town. So you will notice a couple of people just getting ready to head out on their various different styles of fishing boats. The streets are very quiet. The only person out selling is um, one, one younger boy and you see him sitting, heating up some water as he makes some coffee. I'll stop as I smell the coffee. 
as you stop. I'll head over to him. Of course. As you um, head over to him, the smell of coffee is um, very inviting. Um, he's sitting there and he's grinding it all himself, looking extremely eager. Um, he looks only maybe 15 or 16. He'll look up at you. Oh, hi, sir. Can I offer you some coffee? How much for a cup? Just just a copper, just one copper. Well, I'll give you a silver for one cup if you do one thing for me. I, I still, anything, anything, sir, anything. And he, he, he starts pouring you your coffee. I'll lean down and I'll empty the cup that he just gave me and I'll put the pot back on the fire. I need to bring it to a rolling boil. Otherwise it'll be too bitter. Oh, oh, of, co of course, sir, of course. And he's, he's, he's eagerly watching you. Like he's eagerly watching you. And I'll just like, I'll just like not look at him, just like go into a full process of making coffee like I used to when I was out on the road. He watches you and complete amazement and awe as he tries to mimic the actions that you're doing. Yeah, taste this. Oh, of, of course, of course. And he goes to taste it. Wow. See the difference? That's what it's meant to taste like. That's much better. I could... I could charge two coppers for this. You should. And I'll take my coffee and leave. <laughs> he is um, still looking, looking at you as you walk away and then he's going back over to the pot and he's watching it and trying to do exactly as you were doing before as he goes out to start pouring more cups of coffee and you can hear him in the distance being like well, that'll be three coppers please <laughs> as you walk away <laughs> um i crack a little smile walking <laughs> away uh as i'm doing that can i spot one of these uh crazy plants ah um you don't need to do a perception check here. They're glowing plants. Yes, you can spot them. Yeah, can I have a little invest? Not not like a total like uh, jump in the bushes, like a like a mad dog type thing. Just like just have see if I can get close enough and see if th do they look like they'd be dangerous to touch at all. Or um, okay, I want you to either do an arcana or a nature check these we might have to sort out this intelligence modifier for a single player game <laughs> uh did you say nature or arcana if you're trying to determine can i can i argue can i argue investigation this, you certainly can go for okay. it do an investigation ah, 19 hmm. yeah you don't know what they are you're looking at them and as you look you haven't ever seen something like this before. You're pretty sure they're not dangerous, simply because as you do investigate, you notice 
various other life forms, insects and so on, crawling on them and seeming pretty much unharmed. You do realize that these are magical, but they are not in fitting in with the actual scene that you were in. You know there is magic in the area. Most of the magic mainly comes from the Elven Quarter in the capital, where there is a very heavy fey influence there. This magic is different from that. It's something that you haven't quite seen. You do notice yourself feeling calm. A feeling of calm that you may have not felt much for a while. You feel calm, you feel content as you're sitting very close to the plant. Leave the plant alone and keep heading to my destination. Of course, as you um, make your way to the Alvin Quarter, you walk the same route that you had walked the previous, the previous day. Although everything is quiet, it doesn't take too long for you to reach the farming area. More people are out in the farming area. They are all quite clearly early risers. You can head through there completely undisturbed. The bridge over to the, um, over to the main capital is currently unguarded. As you head over there it's starting to get a bit brighter outside you can hear a bit of noise from within the quarters you will know that the um the headquarters never really rest there's always something going on there you cross the um the bridge over into the elven quarters the elven quarters displays beautiful colors that glisten beneath the floating stones above. The scent of rose petals fills the air and a feeling of calm sets in. Venturing forth, you enter through the stone archway. Do you wish to go inside? Yeah, yeah, I'll just, I'll just walk straight through. I'll probably look a little bit out of place in this area, but. Inside the quarters, the surroundings flourish with plant life, as if you were still outside. A half-elven woman in her older years can be seen sitting behind a beautiful oak-carved desk. You will know that this is where most visitors would go to first, to book appointments, to see different people and so on. Do you wish to approach her or do you wish to do anything else first? No, I'll just I'll just walk straight up straight up to her. Hello. Good morning. Ah, hello there. The woman appears to be in her older years. Her graying hair neatly tied in a bun behind the back of her head. She wears long, deep red robes and you recognize the clasp that holds these robes together to be the sigil of the Rangers of the Frost. 
And how may I help you? Uh, I need to see. Is it? Was it? Would it be like the commander, Lord Commander? Commander, yes. Yeah, I'd like to see the commander. I have something for him. Ah, uh, yes, yes, of course, of course. And she um, she takes out some papers and things like that. Ah, okay. Um, what was your name? Uh, Rex. 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 And then she she slowly looks up at you. And she just smiles very sweetly, softly. Ah, Rex, my dear. Of course. The commander will be able to see you very soon. If you wouldn't mind, if you go take a seat over there, she points towards the sofa in front of the fireplace. He will be here as soon as he can. Sure. I'll turn around and kind of half limp over to the <laughs> over to the over to the couch, <laughs> and I'll sit down. You've been here before. You've been here many times, actually. Um, whenever you had to do any work with the Rangers, you would come here first. I want you to do a, um, a perception check with advantage. Perception. Oh, that's an eight. Oh. <laughs> you might be able to hear my natural one dice growling at me as well. <laughs> the little mimic comes out the dice and, and like attacks you when you roll a one. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that's adorable. But an eight. <laughs> an eight with advantage, yes. As you look around, everything looks pretty much how you remember it. There isn't anything really that eye-catching to you. Apart from the addition of these glowing plants. Although in here, they're in the form of vines coming down the wall. They look like they fit in with the sort of the aesthetic that's going on, but you know that they are, they have not been here long. Is there anything you'd like to do while you are waiting for the commander? No, I'm just going to sit here awkwardly, like mm -hmm. a sore thumb, and wait. <laughs> a few seconds go by, and the door behind you will open. And this is when the commander steps out. Now, you know who the commander is. You have met him before. This is Norwin Lionfist. Norwin. Norwin, yes. <laughs> um, he will come out of the door and look around and spot you. Human man. He is about ages with yourself. You notice that... Um, you might be you might be aging a little bit better than he is, as you see the heavy graying coming down the side of his face into his once um, deep brown beard. He stands tall, pushing himself up, and looks over to you. Ah, Rex! 
Rex, Rex, my boy, I have not seen you in so long. Come in, come in, come into the office. Sure. And he, he heads in ahead of you. I use my stick to stand up and I head in. Entering his office, it is as you remember it. Um, Norman's office is a little bit um, different than most offices would be. It has the same aesthetic as the rest of this quarter where you've got these lovely plants around the place, beautiful desk, wonderful setup. But then he has his shooting range right next to it. You see the crossbow, the bolts, and the target in the distance where you know he spends most of his time. But he will head behind his desk and he'll gesture towards a seat in front for you to sit down. Rex, I was wondering when I would see you again, my boy. It has been, it has been a long time, a long time coming. Well, yeah, I probably should have been here a lot sooner. And I guess, I guess you know why I'm here. Yeah, uh, even the innkeepers know. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that news has got back. It has been some time. It has. But, uh, Almost a year passed. Well, I, I didn't really have much from him, but and I'll go in and I'll grab. I'm assuming they had like, like an M, like a is it a, sh a badge or a shield or something with the for the rangers. Uh, yes, they had a coin. A coin, that was it. Um, so I'll take out Tharaville's coin and I'll put it on the table. I've heard stories about what's happened. But Rex, I want you to tell me. Last I saw you in Tharaville, you were heading off out to help people. Oh. You're heading out. And I thought I would see you both again. What happened? I'll look at the, uh, I'll look at, I'll, I'll have a, I'll have like a look at the shooting range and I'll look at the crossbow. We didn't help people. That's what happened turns out I was only ever helping one person and they're not my problem anymore I think Tharavol should have stayed with the rangers at least he wouldn't have to pay for people's greed and other people's ambition and arrogance anyway that's all I have of his let's just in case you needed any closure on him not. Well, he's not coming back. I can confirm it. I don't believe that you traveled all the way back here to give me a coin. If you want you want to do something there's always a position here for you 
those days of working for money the arrow for hire is no more I'm afraid well I don't need closure but Arville's family do I am happy to pass this on to them no, no, I'll... That's something I need to do. Good choice. Do you know where his family reside? No. Well, you know... You know what it was like working for him. <laughs> the least we know, the better. About <laughs> each other's personal lives in that line of work. Precisely. Well, it's not here anymore, and I know I can rely on you. He has a wife and a son over in the farming settlement. You take these to her. I know she will appreciate it. And he grabs a, a piece of paper and he draws a rough sort of map. It's very badly drawn, <laughs> but <laughs> haven't been in the farming settlement. You can this stick figure's me. This little stick figure's you. This is a farm. This is a cow. And uh... but basically, he's like, you can see he's started to draw this map, and then he's gone to forget, and he started to just write the word farm over the front of it. <laughs> Passes it over. Rex, I um, I hope you choose to to stay a while. I know it's been it's been hard. Someone of your talents, of your skills, there's still people out there that need help. Yeah, well, I can't help people unless I know who I am. I can't even help myself. Fair enough. Well, anyway. don't leave without saying goodbye this time. <laughs> no, I would normally do that. I don't even know what I would do now. I'll well, stand up. Speak to his wife. Maybe... Maybe she can help guide you a bit. Mm -hmm. I'll head to the door. Oh, Norwin. Yes. What's what's with the plants? What plants? The, gl the glowing ones. I'll point. If there's one in the office, I'll point to it. If not, then. Oh, yeah. It's just Arlo's latest thing. He's been putting around the place. Makes it all nice and light. Who's and I'll stop myself and then I'll walk out the door. As I'll, you I'll head... follow the map. <laughs> <laughs> As you head out, you you head past the, the woman at the, the front desk who um, barely even looks up. She's um, quite clearly trying to sort out all of Norwin's paperwork. And you can head out the main door and as you stand looking out over all the beautiful, colorful plant life, 
looking at the map, looking out. You got no idea where this map pointing you to, but you you know where the farming bit is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can head straight down to the farming area now. Yeah, I'll head. I'll head. I'll head straight there. <laughs> <laughs> My analog notes. Woo. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing uh -huh. good at note taking. I've written. I've written. I've written one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine words. Look at me. <laughs> so, <laughs> heading towards the farming area, following Norman's directions. You leave the scent of rose petals as the fresh smell of cut hay and tomato vines fills the air. Many people are now out properly tending to their crops and their livestock. You can see small children climbing up onto the hay bales and sliding off <laughs> only to do it again and again. You also see a couple of older, older teenagers out practicing. They have swords and shields and they are practicing against these straw dummies that are set up. You can head past them and follow directions. Is there anything you'd like to do first? No, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to do my usual, keep my head down, not interfere too much. Of course. You can head down and eventually, as you um, follow the map as well as you can, you come across the house that you believe to be the one of your dear gone friend, Tharaville heading up to the door the scent of freshly baked bread is coming from the window next to it baked bread <laughs> that was gonna ruin a life right i go up to knock on the, <laughs> go up to knock on the door as you knock a human woman opens the door her mousy brown hair framing her pale face, wearing an apron and a little bit covered in splashes of flour. She looks at you and her face drops. Rex, I wondered. I'm oh, sorry, I, sh I should have come sooner. okay you came why don't you come inside I don't want to I don't want to intrude and I'll kind of half look behind her I don't, I don't need to come in I don't want to no intrude. I insist okay and she steps back and she ushers you inside please take a seat Sure. Um, she disappears into the kitchen. She ignores any any attempt of you to try and get back out. I'll sit down awkwardly for the second time this day. Okay. <laughs> Looking around, you see family paintings depicting your friend, his wife, and their son. 
comes back through and sits down. You're right. You should have come sooner. But you are here now. But please, I beg of you. I have heard many tales and many stories. Please. Tharaville. Was he... Was it quick? When he went, did he suffer? No, he wouldn't have suffered. <sighs> and... You know the type of work that we used to do for him, and it wasn't always the most ethical of, of work, but we were good at it. I'm not going to assume what you thought of Tharaval and our work, but if it makes you feel better, he died trying to save people. That, that does make me feel better. Edgar is out there now, practicing against that straw dummy. He wants to be a hero like his father. He doesn't know, he doesn't know the work that his father did. He, he knows his father is a hero and to us, he was. To know that he truly died a hero means I can honestly tell Edgar that. I just know that the day is coming soon where he too wants to follow in his father's footsteps. Well, if he wants to join the Rangers, then tell him to stay with them. He is a teenage boy. <laughs> he does not listen to his mother. No, he would listen to his father and that's it. He wants to go off and adventure elsewhere. I've, I told him, you know, he should go speak to Norwin and that way he could maybe get a nice safe job here. Maybe, maybe squire for someone. I lost, I lost my husband. My best friend. I cannot lose my son as well. I understand. Coming here must have been very difficult for you. But I'm going to ask you to do something else. If you would. Speak to Edgar. Convince him that working here for Norwin is far, far better than to go off out into the world himself. But there are bad people out there and this is what his father would want and you know that because you were his father's closest friend. Please. I can try and talk to him. I'm, I'm not that great with kids. Everybody thinks you're not that great with kids. <laughs> The funny thing is that people who say they're not great with kids tend to actually be the ones that the kids listen to. That's why it's also shit. 
but that would be great if, if you could, please. Thank you. Thank you for coming here. And... I brought you something, something of, something of his. I'm sorry, it's the only thing that he had on him that was personal. And I'll take out the symbol of Bahamut. And I looked out. It's, it's because of Tharavol and this, even though it it's, should go to you. It's why I went to the temple of Bahamut. And... She reaches out her hand and takes the symbol. You see a tear starting to come down her face. Though she smiles. <laughs> you know, it was it was me who who told him all about all about Hamlet. It was me who encouraged him. I knew that he would would find he would find himself there, and he did. The fact that this has brought you even the slightest bit of comfort warms me. Thank you. And she she holds it close to herself. I'll go to stand up. Uh, are you, st are you, and she, she stands up and she goes to put her hand out to help you. I kind of uh, put my hand out, not to push her away, but just to say, I'm okay, I'm fine. Of, co of course. I... Are you staying for a time? In Riverfrost? I hadn't planned on. planned on just heading back across country, back, back to the temple. They keep me busy there. You should. You should. You should stay for a time, if you could. I um. She kind of looks to the side a bit. Could you do me a insight check? Insight. That's a nineteen. Nice. Yay. Uh, she's keeping something from you. You can see that she looks um, quite distraught over something. She's she's not being completely honest with you. It's funny, the second person to say that to me today is that what's... Is there something you need help with? I... Although I've hung up my old life the Platinum Dragon the teachings that I have been given the life that I'm trying to lead now Amy to helping people so if I can help you you'd be helping me not not just me but everyone I I can't say too much but Stay this evening over at the docks. Stay, um, 
Where, where are you staying? I'm staying at the... Where am I staying? Flying fish. The flying... I'm staying at the flying fish. The flying fish. Um, stay this evening. Relax, enjoy yourself. I will get word to someone. If you could speak to someone who's not me, I can't. I can't tell you. Okay. Someone will come to find you tomorrow. Please. You truly want to help people. Please. Don't go running off. And, um... But yes, it was lovely to see you, and it was wonderful that you came all this way. Sure. Yeah. Why don't I help you to the door? Would you like some bread? No, no, no bread. It's, um... Awesome. You know, you know what? You know what? I would like some bread. Of course, of course. And she will rush through to the kitchen. I'll have a look. I'll have a look around. I'll have a look at the window. It's, can I can I see any of these fucking plants like nearby? Give me a perception with advantage because these are kind of obvious plants, but you want to make sure they're not nearby. Fourteen. Okay. There is none inside the house at all. You see, none of them. As you look out the window, you see a couple of them in the farming area. They glow quite a bit. But you will notice outside her own house, something has recently been dug up from there. Something's been removed. You're in a farming area filled with people who know what they're doing when it comes to planting and things. This has been done hurriedly and a bit of a mess. Okay. Looking further, you can see that there are plants outside the other people's doors, but none outside this door. As you're looking around, you hear the sound of her coming back from the kitchen. Okay, here you go. And um, please, stay this evening. And I will get word to you. Thank you. Uh, take care, okay? You too, Vex. And she pushes the door open. And as you step outside, you can see a bit more clearly these plants that are outside everyone's houses. Everyone just going by the normal day, looking quite happy. And you do notice the messy soil covering the outside of her door, of the steps outside her door, where clearly something's been dug up and removed recently. Can I have a look at the hole that was left? Yeah, sure. Do an do um, investigation. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. I'm um, looking at it, you know, you're out traveling all the time. You know what it looks like when something's been, like, unrooted, if you like. So something has clearly been, like, pulled out of here um, pretty recently, maybe the last couple of days. Okay. Can I see the kid? Yes. As you look ahead, you see one boy out practicing. 
You see a half-elven boy. And he looks around. And as you see his face, you know without a doubt, this is your, your friend's son. Spitting image of the person you'd once spent so much time with. And at that, I think we should take a break. Oh, take a break. Oh, no. <laughs> awesome. Take a break there. Um, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for joining us so far. Uh, thank you, everyone, who's popped into the chat. Say hey. Uh, we're going to take a 10-minute uh, break, and we'll be back after that. So take care, everyone. See you in a bit. See you soon. Hello, and welcome back. Uh, we're back. We've got our stuff, Robin. Uh, I'll pass it back over to you because I'm hosting. Awesome. But you're, the, you're, you're, the, you're in charge. Oh, I'm in charge. Um, hello, everyone. So before the break, our wonderful adventure Rex had returned to the town of Riverfrost. He had spent his first night there trying to avoid many people and trying to um, keep himself to himself. It is discovered throughout that um, his friend, his old traveling companion had passed away and he is returning to Riverfrost to return his friend's items to his loved ones and to maybe do something different with his life. Although Rex being Rex, he cannot help himself from listening in to bits of conversation and without realizing it, he seems to have found himself there to help people once more. Let's find out what he's going to do with this information as we continue. So, Rex, you have just laid eyes on the teenage boy whom you believe to be the son of your dear lost friend, Tharaval. Boy looks over to you, his half-elven features, nice and clear as he is wearing Quite a lot of armor for someone who is just um, practicing against a straw dummy. What is he? What is he practicing? He has a single sword. It is a short sword that he has got, and he is trying his hardest to hit out at this straw dummy. He, you can tell that he is only practiced against anim against um, inanimate objects so far. He goes back to swinging his sword around, ignoring you from behind. What do you wish to do? I'll look at him. I'll approach, uh, not sneakily, but I'll make sure that he knows that I'm there. You shouldn't cross your legs. He looks over at you. <clears throat> Sorry, my, my what? You're moving around your enemy. Don't cross your legs. And he looks down at his feet and he goes forward to attack, still look, looking down at his feet, trying not to uncross, trying not to cross them. Oh. If you need to I... move, put your feet together in the center and then move off it. And then you can use it with the attack watch. And I'll do a little movement with my uh, quarter staff. So I'll move my back, my 
back rear foot forward at the same time as I swing my weapon. See how much reach you get there? You've closed your distance between you and your enemy, and you're also attacking. He mirrors your, um, your actions, and he goes for it again with a dummy, looking a lot more controlled this time. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> th thank you. Thank you very much. I um, haven't had anyone to train with for a long time. That's okay. Um, There'll be people. Uh, you want to be a ranger? I want to... I want to be like my father. My father, he was a hero. Yeah. And he was strong and he... He, like... He could, he could kill anyone. And he used to go out and he used to do lots of things and help people and I'm going to go out just like him and 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 I'm going to do what he did. It's a good thing to aim for. My my name's Edgard and he stands straight and he goes to put his hand out to like really try and give you a proper handshake. I hesitate slightly but then I take his I take his hand and shake it. You can feel that he's trying to like squeeze your hand and trying to do like a firm handshake, but you can also tell that he's probably no idea what he's doing. <laughs> what 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 is your name? You know, if you ask around, there's a lot of there's a lot of kids your age that want to be in the ranges. I'm sure you can find some people to train with. Even if you didn't want to be a ranger, you know? But to train, to train there, you've got to be with the rangers. I don't want to be a ranger. <laughs> My There's... dad was a ranger and then he wasn't. I don't want to be a ranger. What I'm saying is there's kids that can't be rangers yet, but that doesn't stop them practicing. You're practicing, aren't you? Yes. Well, maybe you should make some friends it doesn't matter if you don't want to be a ranger. But at least it gives you some experience. I, I guess. And hey, you, you don't have to be a ranger forever. Mm, you I, do I, your time and then do what you want from there. Do a persuasion roll. Let's get some charisma in here. It's good because I actually I'm high in charisma. <laughs> Twenty-four. <laughs> he looks at you again and starts to properly make eye contact with you. You can see that he's actually maybe taking you in a little bit more now. Although you may appear middle-aged and a little bit beaten, this is clear that you are still a capable adventurer. He takes in any scars that he sees on you and he looks at your clothing. Oh, well, maybe I didn't think about that. Maybe I could. I know my mum, my mum's worried. Maybe I could, I don't know, go and train with people. I need to, I need to be the best. I need to be like my dad. Yeah, you keep training. 
If you need any, I'll I'll rummage through my I'll run through my jacket pocket, uh, and I'll go through several of them, and I'll bring out a I'll bring out a half broken arrowhead. You ever need any help? Just give this to. Well, give this to the Rangers of the Frost. And no one else. And they'll help you. He reaches out to take it. And he examines it for a second. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. I hope that when I do get to go and fight and protect people, I hope I have someone like you with me. And he gets the arrow and he, he puts it into the side of his armor. Just slipping it down and tying it in place. Thank you, sir. He looks away from you and he looks back at the dummy. He takes a few steps back and you see him perfectly forming the stance that you taught him a few seconds ago. As he... When he says, uh, yeah, I hope to have someone like you fighting behind my side, I will, t I will turn to walk away and I'll say under my breath, and I'll just so he can't hear, but to myself, just be careful what you hope for, kid. And I'll uh, head off. I guess I'll head, I guess I'll head back to town. Sure. Um, so as you head back cross bridge and you're you're back with the familiar salt air again everything's quite lively now the market is um thriving you see many people running around and selling wares you pass the the magic shop on your way you pass a couple of different establishments and in the distance, you can see two well-known establishments. You can see... Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can see Look the all this stuff I can see. <laughs> you see the Clam and Farrell, the huge once three-masted ship sitting there next to the Nymph's Rest, a very popular establishment. Everyone is out and looking quite, quite joyous. What do you wish to do? It's, it's now, I'd say roughly midday at this point. Um, I'm gonna head back to, uh, you know what? No, I, I'm gonna go into the Nymph's Rest and uh, see, what, see what's happening in there. Yeah, sure. As you head up towards the, the Nymph's Rest, um, you are then greeted by the familiar 
here we go. <laughs> familiar um, large wooden doors and in beautiful golden letters on the front states the nymphs rest. You have been here before, definitely. Everyone's been here. The Nymphs Rest, you will know, is a rather peculiar establishment. It has a popular tea room, which is which looks very similar to the Elven Quarters, displaying a beautiful garden setting. A restaurant filled with live entertainment, mainly comedy acts and bards would come to perform. And later in the evening, upstairs, you know that, the, that there is a much more interesting establishment where exotic dancers will come and perform for patrons from all over. As you head inside, the main desk is there and a lady behind the desk will smile and greet you as you come in. Ah, welcome, traveller. Hi. Where would you like to... Where, where would you like to, to be seated today? Um, we have some space in the tea room, in the restaurant. Um, the, the bar is open in the restaurant currently as well. Uh, just, yeah, just a drink will be, will be fine. Of course. Just through the doors there. Excellent. And she will gesture towards the, the bar area. Is there anything happening tonight? Any festivals? I'm, I'm new in town. Oh, yes, of course. Um, tonight, um, actually, in the restaurant area, um, tonight we've got many bards coming to perform. Um, some comedians coming. It should be a, an interesting night in there. What's the occasion? Ah, well, nothing nothing out of the ordinary. Just it's, um, it's just a happy time, isn't it? It's just been very lovely around here recently. Oh. We thought we would um, invite some of our some of our performers to come and liven the place up a bit. A we a have good... lots of new travellers coming in, and we want them to stay. Has it been a good harvest year or something? Um, I would say so. It has been relatively good, and well, we just want as many people here as possible. It's good for good for business. It's good for the entire area. Sure. Please, head through and please stay. Thanks. I'm going to, um, I'm going to try and see if I can get, get a seat, uh, <laughs> with, a, with the back against the wall so I can get a good look at the room. You certainly can. As you head in, there is, um, it's set up more as like a restaurant, um, with like a, little sort of bar off to the side more more pub like than bar like if that makes sense so um you you head in there's plenty of seats plenty of um round tables set up and you can certainly head over to one of the corners um there's two corners that are free one of them next to your window and one next to the the wall which one would you prefer one next to the wall got it you head over there and sit down Although it is light outside, the room is rather dimly lit, mainly candlelight over the tables with the drapes down over the windows. You see a couple of people setting up some instruments over on the stage area. 
Around you, there's a few people sitting having a drink. And there's a group of people playing some kind of dice-based game a few tables away from you. A woman will come over and take your order. Hello, what can I get to you? Just whiskey, please. Ah, whiskey. Um, would you would you like ice with that? Uh, sure. Of course. She heads off, and she gets you whiskey with ice. On the rocks. She comes. <laughs> <laughs> she comes back, and she she puts the glass down. Would you like to open a tab? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, I guess I'll stay here a while. Of course. And she heads back. And you can stay there. You can sit there and take it in um, for as long as you like. As you're, as you're sitting there, more people will slowly start to come in. A few people will start to perform. And the people playing the, the dice-based game carry on playing as more people go to join them. What would you like to do? So this dice game, is it? does it look... Uh, are they betting on it, or is it just seems to be a game? Um, as you look over, it is quite clear that they're betting on it. As the hours tick by and they're having a few more drinks, the sound from the table is quite obvious that they're betting. You can hear cheers, you can hear the sound of the coins sitting the table, and they all seem to be having quite a bit of fun. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna have a couple of drinks, and I'm going mm-hmm. to. Uh, I'm gonna listen out for anybody speaking about something happening tonight, or I want to see if I can hear the name Arlo again. Of course. Give me a perception check. Fourteen. Fourteen. Um. Yes. As you're sitting there, you can hear a couple of a couple of things. Um, the conversation around the around that night is mainly focused on different performers. You hear a few people um, speak of exciting performers that are going to be on. And some performers you may have recognised from before. You know that the performers usually perform in the Clam and Pearl, but are here performing tonight instead. Um. As you're listening out for the name Arlo, you hear the name mentioned a couple of times. Always in the same way. Um, People will be speaking and talking about how great Arlo has been over the years. All the things that he has done for the people in the town. And how people could not imagine him not being there. It's all very positive. There's nothing the... else. Go on, sorry. Sorry, no, no, go for it. I said if there's nothing else happening in here apart from the other ruckus, I might go bar hopping then. Of course. You can go bar hopping. So, as you head out, the main place is the Clam and Pearl. That's the one that looks like a big ship. You've got the flying fish that you were at. Um, Obviously, the Nymph's Rest. There's some smaller um, bars as well. What would you like to do? Um, well, we'll go. We'll go back to uh, the flying fish. Um, 
for now. Because um, it's still, it's what time of day do you think it would be now? I would say maybe the equivalent of about four or five o'clock. Yeah, for sure. I'll go. I'll go back to Flying Fish, mm-hmm. and I'll go speak to uh, Tothkar. Yeah. Tothkar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you already forgotten as well? <laughs> no, I brought it down. Togfar. Togfar, yeah. Hmm. Is it any busier in here? Um, as you head in, it is relatively busy. It is the same as it was the previous night when you mm-hmm. came down to, to get something to eat. And um, pretty much the same people as well. This is the type of tavern where the regulars tend to come back to. And yeah, people are just, you know, having fun, having a couple of drinks, you know. Um, most of the people that you're seeing around um, are people that look like they've been out fishing or been out at sea for, for the day and so on. That tends to be the regular group of people that you will see around. Okay. I'll go up to, if Togthar's there, I'll go up to him. Rex, good to see you. Sure. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, couple of things. Uh, I need a I need that room again tonight if you if you have it. Yeah, of course, of course, it's yours. Same one, single one at the end of the corridor? Yeah, sure. Of course. Uh, things aren't what they used to be, but I, I trust that you aren't telling everyone that I'm in town. No, of course not. It's not so much people knowing I'm in town, it's more my name getting passed around. No, not mention it to anyone. Good. Unless, of course, they come to ask. You don't. You know how it is. The rangers come to ask. You know I've got to tell them. Yeah, that's sure. not changed. But no, no one's come asking, so I've not done any telling. Yeah, sure. Like I said, times have changed. Doesn't old habits die hard, though? You know. Ah, uh, see. I knew it wouldn't take you long to slip back into it. Go on then. And he takes out your whiskey and pours you a glass and just slides it over to you. What's happened? What's the thing? Nothing's happened. Seems to be a lot of, uh, a lot of people like this Arlo person. Well, of course. What's not to like? Who is he? He's he's Arlo. He's a wizard. He's been here, gosh. um... I mean, I'm kind of rusty in my investigation skills, but I've managed to piece together those two parts of information. What else can you tell me? He looks confused a little bit well he's uh I don't know what else to say really can I I've known him, him for years can I insight to see if he looks like he's yeah under some sort of weird influence do an insight crap eight <laughs> eight as you're looking at him from what you can tell, he's yeah, he's being honest. He's known Arlo for years. 
but not so much if he's being honest, but like, is he acting like he's... That was a weird moment from him. From what you can tell there, he seems pretty much himself from, from what you know of him. Oh, okay. You know he can be a little bit sly at times. I'll press him a bit more then. Yeah. So, what, is, what does Arlo do in town? Oh, well, Arlo, he, um, well, he sorted out the lighting and everything. It's all nice and nice and bright out there. He, uh... It's great. Recently, though, he spends a lot of time, you know, out. I think he's got a... a he doesn't always stay in town. I think he's, uh... I think his place is out in the woods somewhere. Great. I mean, for a, for a seaside town, uh, you would have thought the lamp lighters and the oil merchants wouldn't be too happy with someone taking all their business, but everyone seems pretty happy. I mean... I'm just surprised I haven't heard of him before. That surprises me as well. You were here for quite a while before, and Nisi's been here for a long time. It's... How long? Uh, oh, as, as long as I can remember. How long is that, my friend? Oh, well... not asking me my age, are you? More asking if you can remember past the last uh, five minutes. I know the stuff you drink is strong. <laughs> and he kind of like nudges you a little bit. Uh, well, I remember Arlo back when I was in my 20s and we would head out together. He, he took me out in a boat once, actually. Weird thing for a wizard to do, but you know, that's, that's what I remember. Let's see. So anyway, what's, uh, is there anything happening tonight? Oh, just the usual. Reaching the end of the end of the week, so there's quite a few performers about. Um, heard they've got a couple of people in at the, the Nymph tonight. And uh, yeah, I think the Pearl's got a couple of new bards turning up. Just the usual. Yeah. Great, well, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> And he'll clink up to you and everything, and he'll he'll kind of go back to his business a little bit there. Okay, I'll. Uh, this is weird. So I'll. Um, I'm just gonna head out onto the street, and mm -hmm. I'm going to just walk the streets uh, late into the night, basically. Of course. That's what I'm gonna do. You can do. As you walk the streets, and it's, it's getting later, later at night at this point, and. You see a few, a few tipsy <laughs> patrons of the bars heading home. Um, nothing overly out of the ordinary happens. You do catch sight of one person outperforming. You see a bard, and she is outside performing, and she seems to have quite a crowd of people. Do you wish to head over? Yeah, I'll go over and listen. Yeah. As you, as you head over, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so as you you head over, you you see this um this elven woman there, performing away. She's not singing or anything. She's telling these stories and these tales of epic sea monsters and heroes that have been involved within slaying them. 
the clothes that she's wearing is not that of a you would normally see a pard wearing. It's the type of clothes that you would expect a seasoned adventurer to be out wearing. She's clearly traveled and found these stories. She stands on the top of a wooden crate, wearing her embroidered leather tunic, a couple of knives strapped to her waist, as she very quietly plays the lute and tells these tales of heroes and monsters over the top of it. The excitement and passion in her voice as she does so. And as she starts to come to the end of her story of these sharks that were not like sharks, but like huge monsters with rows of teeth going as back as the eye could see. She closes her set. A few people give a little clap, shut coins down and start to disperse. She um, puts her loot back onto her back and she leans down and picks up the coins and she um, looks over to you. Eyeing up the fact that you are in your adventuring gear. You are still in your adventuring gear, aren't you? Yeah, I haven't. No, I haven't changed. Yeah. <laughs> so she eyes up and notices. Oh my gosh, are you, are you an adventurer? No, no, just a, uh, yeah, just just a collector of things and a traveler. No adventures here. A traveler is an adventurer to me. I bet you've seen something. My name's Rin. It's lovely to meet you. Hey, Rin. So, usually the people that are out this late watching me perform are a bit more drunk and not quite with it. You don't seem to be the same as the others around here. You don't know what I'm like sober, so I guess you don't have any reference. <laughs> that is good. I like that. <laughs> I should use that. Anyway, where do you come from? Tell me your story. I love stories. I quite like your story, actually. You do? Yeah. Which part was your favourite? Probably the most embellished parts, like the amount of teeth that thing had. <laughs> My stories are not embellished. Although I did change some of the details in it. The entertainers I know, that's... If you're not embellishing, you're doing something wrong. Are you... <laughs> Do you frequent these establishments here, usually? Not for a while. I've actually just come back. Oh. Back. I was away out at sea, and I've just come back. Oh. All right. How long have you been away? Oh, for a um, couple of months, really. I only got back yesterday, oh. so I just wanted to tell everybody my most recent story. I oh. wasn't lying, though. These sharks, these teeth, it was absolutely crazy. And their mouths, they opened in a weird way. I, I didn't really know how to describe it well, so I thought I'd just say rows and rows of teeth, and that tends to scare people. Yeah, yeah. People seem a bit 
undeterred by fear in River Frost, though, right? I just seem merry, if that's the right word. Yeah. <laughs> they do seem quite merry. What do you think the reason is for that? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I've been to a lot of towns recently, and they're not all as merry as they are here. I mean, didn't you and me? Sorry? Has that always been the way? <sighs> it's hard to tell. I, Like I said, I only got back yesterday. So it's not changed that much then? Well, the monsters that I speak about, they're real. Usually a lot of towns are a bit more um, frightened by that because they're on the sea. And they seem more entertained here, clapping and cheering. And I'm like, no, honestly, I'm actually warning you. There's totally monsters out there. But no. Sorry. You, you remind me of someone I knew a long time ago. I do? Yeah. Where are you? Oh. What's, where are you playing your next set? Oh, my next set, I was going to, hmm, well, I wanted to go and play at the Nymph, but apparently you've got to pre-book there, and you've got to actually bathe after you've been travelling, so I'm going to give the Nymph a miss. I've already been to the Clam. They were great, so I've already performed there. I guess I'll probably just head over to the Fish after this. Oh, well... I'll follow you, and I'll listen to your next set. Of course, that sounds wonderful. About that. And she'll um she'll grab her stuff, and she'll she'll walk next to you, as you head back to the fish. The fish, yay! Back to the fish. <laughs> you get to the fish, and um, you can head in. It is getting a bit later now. Most people have left for the evening. There's yourself and just a few others. Rin will um, sit down on the edge of one of the tables, cross-legged. She gets her lute and she plays it nice and gently. And she starts to tell stories, realizing you've already heard about the shark. She starts to tell other stories. She talks of a monster in the sea a monster that cannot be slain. A monster that comes back as two or three or four. A monster that is more deadly than anything anyone has seen before. You see the, the pain in her eyes as she then snaps back into it and goes into some more playful music and sings that the monster, of course, is no more. And she starts singing about this monster. I'll uh, quietly listen along. When she finishes the set, I will Throw a few silver in. Thank you. But 
think I shall retire for the evening. Perhaps I will see you around tomorrow. Maybe. I'll probably be leaving in the morning. Oh, that's a shame. Well, good night. It was nice to meet you. And she heads down the corridor where your room is. And you... Do you watch where she goes? Sure. You see her walking into one of the other bedrooms, basically. Okay. And you see her unlock it, and you can hear the door lock. And Tagfer starts to close up the tavern for the evening. Well, uh, if I go about on the street, is there anything else? If there is there any other ruckus going on? Uh, make a perception check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, out on the streets, it's quieting down now. It is. It is very late. Most people have gone back home, and. Even the sound from the taverns has started to drop now. Okay, I'll uh, I'll retire as well then. Of course, you can head in, lock your door, get into bed with all your adventuring gear on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm sleeping yeah, no, with funny. all my stuff on. Yeah. <laughs> and you can you can close your eyes. Once drifted fully asleep, you're awoken by a tapping noise at your window. Do you look up at the window? I do. You see a crow at the window tapping. As you as you look up at this crow, you notice that there is a piece of parchment attached to his leg. What do you wish to do? <laughs> I'm suspicious and I unconsciously go down to my side and then my hand kind of just spreads open and then I put my hand then on an amulet that's around my neck. Okay. And I say an internal request, a prayer. To Bahamut, I want to use my divine sense so I can sense a celestial, a fiend, or an undead within 60 feet. Of course, yes. Um, you use your divine sense. As you, as you look around the rim, and as you, I'm assuming specifically around the crow. At the crow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. What does your divine sense normally look like? So it's something that no one else could see, but when I, yeah, look at uh, something that is from the celestial plane uh, or uh, any plane that a fiend would come from uh, or something that has been risen so undead, I would see an aura around them. Okay. Looking around, um, Nothing, nothing is giving you that aura that you have seen previously. Okay, I walk to your the eyes. Window. Yeah. And open it. Cool. Get on the window, and the crow doesn't come in. It just sits there. And 
it just sits there with its leg expectantly waiting for you. Okay. I'll take the I'll take the parchment. As you take the parchment, the crow flutters away. I open the parchment. Of course. Rex, I'm glad you've returned. Meet me at the pier immediately. Salt says. I recognise the handwriting. Um, I do like an intelligence check, actually. Intelligence. Ooh, 17. 17. The curved shape of the writing is writing you recognise. You can't quite put your finger on who it is. Okay. But you do recognise the writing. I'll head down to the dock. Of course. As you head down, you see a woman that you recognise. Someone you once worked with. A member of the Rangers. Her long pale hair is tied back as she wears her travelling gear. Various weapons are on show. You know this woman as Lenara. She clocks you immediately and she strides up towards you. She is in her, she's in her early thirties. And she looks to you. Rex, I'm glad that you've returned. You might not be. Well, you returned two days ago, one day ago. When did you return? Isn't that your job to know that type of thing? It is. I just want to see if you're honest or not. I arrived yesterday. Hmm. Well. You're the person that I need. I've done my snooping. I know you claimed not to be the person you once were. But I need the person you once were. That's not possible. Well, when I tell you this, it might be. What do you know of Arlo the wizard? Well, strangely, about as much as everybody else in this place, that he's a wizard called Arlo. Then <laughs> he put the plants there. Yes, it's, it's odd, isn't it? It's an understatement. Well... People have stories of this wizard. I thought it was weird. Everyone has all these stories about how this wizard is a long lost friend or whatever. Until I spoke to my own mother and she told me that her and Arlo have gone out for lunch every single week for the last 30 years. She described these memories in detail to me. Rex. Arlo arrived two weeks ago. Nobody here saw him before that time. Everyone has these memories of him. So why don't you? <laughs> That's the thing. The only people that don't seem to have these memories are the people that have been away. As soon as people are here for more than 
more than a couple of days, they start feeling this memory of him as if they, they know who he is. I only just returned as well. You speak to the, the fishermen, the sailors, they don't know him. You speak to the people who live here. Not only do they know him, they would do anything for him. I need to find out who he is. The only place I have found that is safe away from him is on the water. I've been living in my boat. So, I guess the question is what you want me to do. I want you to do what you do best. I want you to find out who he is, what he wants, and why he needs everybody here to be so calm about it. There's more to this. I need you to use all those years of skill and training. I need you to investigate this further. You are the man for this, you know you are. Well, I can't use all my years of training, but I do, I do have debt to pay. So well, I'll help the best I can. Maybe I'm here for a reason. Maybe there's a reason that I wasted a year to come back. Maybe. Maybe if you'd come back sooner, you would be as mindless as everyone else here. That's my boat over there. Get what you need. And if you could meet me there later, well, I can I, go through everything. I have everything I need. Of course. Well, follow me. Sure. We'll move out to a safer part of the waters, and I can talk to you about everything. Although, nothing's safe out there. Wait until you see what lies beneath the sea currently. And she walks out ahead of you towards her boat. And that's all end. Hey! Oh! What's happening? What's going on with fucking Arlo? The hell? <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you very much, Robin. Yeah. Well done, everybody. Thank you, yeah. Oliver, for being a wonderful player. No problem <laughs> at all. Uh, that was your first time DMing over stream, so congratulations. See, it's not that hard, is it? It's, it's easy. Everyone it's, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. <laughs> everyone can do it. Everyone can DM. Well. Yes, everyone well should done. DM because yeah. Time well, flies by. Well done. We also need lots more, lot more, lot more DMs. Well, thank you everyone for joining us uh, today. I'm going to flip the music onto something a bit more upbeat. Um, thank you very much uh, for joining us um, today. Uh, we'll be playing. We'll be continuing this little adventure uh, next uh, Saturday at uh, 3 p.m. GMT. 
Um, you can catch, it will be available on YouTube, Spotify, and uh, Apple Podcasts and Podbean or all the rest of the places. Um, make sure you come and uh, say hello to us in our Discord. If you already haven't, um, go check out our podcast where we chat D&D as well. Um, until uh, next week. In fact, actually, what do we, what do we have coming up the next uh, over on Twitch, Robin? What's our next? Uh, well, let me just have a quick look at our wonderful schedule. Um, so <laughs> we've actually got quite a few things coming up in the next couple of months, to be honest. Um, so um, the rest of November, we are basically, we will be here every Saturday for this stream. So we'll be carrying on this campaign every Saturday at 3 p.m. GMT with our gaming on the Fridays and chatting on the Thursdays. Um, should we should we go into our December one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We've got some quite cool announcements for December. Yeah. Um, it's all available in the Discord. Um, but in December, um, we are going to be guesting on an in-person streamed D&D game for two sessions. So we'll get to actually sit at a physical table and like speak to each other like no, in the same room. They actually invited us like. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> so roll the damn dice have invited us on to guest in their um Christmassy or sorry their um festive Festival. themed yeah, yeah yep. sorry I should it's festive themed game which is going to be on Sunday the 4th and Sunday the 11th of December at 7 p.m. GMT. So a bit of a better timing for be our, our friends. Twitch, right, so. Yeah yeah it'll be on twitch yeah so i'll put all the links and everything in that a little bit closer to the time so that'll be good fun um and then towards the end of december we have a very special stream super special stream super special because everyone knows that the 31st of december is a very special day with lots of celebrations because it's oliver's birthday it's new year i mean it's, it's... <laughs> So we're going to have an exciting birthday stream for Oliver and Oliver's birthday stream goes straight on to to having to roll's birthday. So exactly. it's so going to be good fun. Year. Good couple of months. <laughs> yeah, look forward to it. Fantastic. Should we uh, see who we've got on the old raid? Um, yeah, um, Critical Missies is on currently. They are doing their talk show, their morning um, ritual talk show. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, I have actually. Yeah, they've got. They are chatting with um, Halfling Nikki, um, whom I do not know who Halfling Nikki is, but we could find out exactly who they are now. If we head across to Critical Misses. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Let's go uh, give Critical Misses a raid. Go give this one to Evan to roll. Uh, love. Um, until next week, though, uh, we will see you later, and we love you all. Right. Love bye, you. Bye. bye.